This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome back to the Hammers Unrestricted Podcast. A fantastic end to the season for West Ham fans. A 3-0 win at home to Southampton. A fantastic way to end the campaign. Sees us come sixth and qualify for the Europa League for the very first time properly. Uh, Jimmy joins me this week to discuss it all. What did you make of the win, Jimbo? Oh, well, I'm over the moon with it. I think you know how I am. I'm loving life. I'm one happy hammer. And what a win. What a statement. Sip. We could have only dreamed of it at the start of the year. And the fact that we've stuck it out, we've got Europa League football, no conference league for us. I'm happy with that. Let's yeah. get us on the plane. I'm going to start with that, actually. We spoke about this. Um, I've, I'm going to take back my full statement about the uh, conference league. I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, I, I feel like had we qualified for it, I'd be severely unhappy with it. So, uh, yeah, as you said to me the other night, I was wrong to say that on the on the show. So, apologies. I take it back completely. And I'm very happy that it's Spurs in there and not us. Let's have a look at the uh, the game itself then. So, as I said, 3-0 at home. Um, good to have the fans back in the ground for a start, wasn't it? And for us, actually, back in the pub watching it. Well, I mean, it was great being down the pub. I don't know about the fans in the stadium, but it was great being down the pub, cheering on the boys. And yeah, it got a little boozy. Um, I did have to watch the highlights again just to prompt my memory mm. about uh, all the goals because there was quite a few. So I'm very happy about that. A lot of celebrating, a lot of drinking. And yeah, bring on Europe. Yeah, let's start with Fennell's, Um Always getting a mention on this show, which is fair enough. He was actually sensational the other day. I'm going to read you off some stats here um, from Fennell's performance. So 83% of passes were accurate. 15 passes in the final third attempted, 14 completed. Four shots, three on target. He created three chances. He got three interceptions and three tackles, two goals and an assist. Jim, I think he's a new David Silva. Well, steady on now. Woods. <laughs> if he does that consistently, I'll back that shout. But to be honest, he's... He's proved me wrong because I had my doubts about him all season. I didn't think he had the quality in front of goal and he showed that he can do it. I think it's important that he does it consistently in the future, but he had a great game. That was a blinder he had. I'm really happy for him and he, he's deserved it. He's worked hard all year. We mention him pretty much every week, how hard he worked. And yeah, if anyone deserved it to put the cherry on the cake, it was him. I think he's grown in us really, isn't he? Like we both said that we weren't really sure about him, first of all. Um, we've, we've done this before, haven't we? But, you know, he's coming good now. Um, he finally looks settled. He loves the club, as you can see. So, yeah, just just brilliant to have him there. Moving on, I mean, I'll be honest, mate, a lot of the game is a blur. Um, as we both know, we were really celebrating me, you and Frank, a few of the other boys down there. Nice to see Declan Rice get a goal from open play and uh, top the season off for him. A cracking goal for him, really, wasn't it? He gave him the eyes, didn't he? A classic. He thinks he's going to square it across the box. He faints, he faints, he holds it, he holds it, and it just puts it in the near post. And we mentioned four nails deserve to get those goals because he's worked hard. Declan Rice, I know he's been injured recent weeks. He's been class this year for us. He's really stepped up. I mean, this, I know he's had a few good seasons for us, but I feel this is where he's established himself as one of the best CDMs in the league, no doubt. So, uh, yeah, I think it's important for him to add a few goals. Not too many. I know that's not his role, but it's important just to chip in here and there. 
And yeah, if he can score a few more next year, it'll be great. But what a player. What a player. Even better, given the fact that he missed the penalty, I think, against uh, West Brom. So it's good to see him bounce back with that. Um, now, in my opinion on that debate, is he a penalty taker? I'm not 100% sure. That's a debate for another day, perhaps. I want to keep it positive. But the fact he gave Lingard a penalty just because he's mate, I wouldn't see Noble doing that. So no, I don't know who takes pens next, but yeah. that's a discussion for another day. I'm sure Antonio will be joking about it for a little while longer. But yeah, I suppose it doesn't let's, really matter. Let's 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 move on to Europe because you know that's the main thing that me and you are going to want to talk about here. We, we haven't really stopped talking about it since the game. Admittedly, the game was a couple of weeks ago now, so we can only really give so much analysis on it. But you know, so let, let's get on to Europe. Um, Jim, as it stands, mate. There are, these are the teams that are going to be in Europe next year from the top five leagues, just for those listening in case they didn't know as well. Uh, so West Ham and Leicester. From Spain, we've got Real Sociedad and Real Betis. Uh, from Germany, we've got uh, Frankfurt and Bayern Leverkusen. You've got Napoli and Lazio from Italy. From France, you've got Marseille and Lyon. Um, mate, some massive potential fixtures there. So just, just off of the basis of those for the minute, let's say we draw one of those in the group, yeah? Who would you want and why? Well, I'd be happy with all of them. Um, I think they're big, big fixtures. I don't want anyone to underestimate the European opposition. I think in Europa League, that happens a lot. I think you have to give everyone respect. The tie I'd want, I think, oh, I can't, I think Napoli. I think because of their history. I think yeah. they are one of the biggest clubs. When I look at Napoli, I instantly think of a Champions League side. I see them more as the type of team that would drop down in a later round. The history of Maradona, the staging, the ultras. I mean, it, you know it's going to be a cracking atmosphere. It's going to be lively in the town before. So, yeah, I think Napoli, Napoli would be the one for me. But I think there's a lot of good draws out there. And I'd be chuffed to go Italy, Spain, France. I'd be chuffed to go to all of them. Yeah, the, the Stadio San Paolo, as you say, or the uh, the Diego Maradona Stadium, that would be that would be one to go to, wouldn't it? Really, but I think Marseille, mate. I'm thinking Marseille just because I'd love that away clash with Pia, and I'd like to see him come back to the London Stadium. I mean, he's a, he, still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not had a bad season. Um, look, he's a man that divides opinion. For me. All right, he left how he left, like, but I'm not going to hold grudges against it. He gave one of the best individual seasons I've ever seen from a West Ham player. You shake your head, mate. He was incredible that year. He was up for Ballon d'Or, for God's sake. Like, he, he was one of the best players in the world that year. He was incredible. Like getting a penalty, sorry, getting a free kick was like getting a penalty. He just made us tick. And I don't think it would be a good reception for him. Don't get me wrong. So a lot of fans are really hurt by it, but it's something that I'd like to see. And I think football's made for these types of stories though. Do you know what I mean? Where, you know, fate happens or you get players going back to clubs. I think it'd make for a good story. Other than that, mate, Napoli, as you say, I've never been to Italy myself. So I think that'd be a cracking away day. I think this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for us, really. I think we spoke about this really, haven't we? But I don't see us... I don't see us coming in the top six next season with Europe, I'll put it that way. And that's not me being negative, because had you offered me this at the start of the year and said, but next season you might not come in the top ten, but you're going to get a run in Europe, I'd have bit your hand off all day, because you've got to take these opportunities. But I just want to sort of see what your thoughts were. You know, do you think we're going to do well in Europe? Do you think we can, if we invest well, you know, there's, there's I suppose there are so many ways we could go with this, but what are your general thoughts on it at the minute? Uh like you said, it can go many ways. I think our squad is thin, so I think our league position is going to drop. We've got to accept that. 
Um, whether we'll be pushed for Europe next year, it, I feel like it is unlikely. I know if we don't qualify from the group, that's only an extra six fixtures. And we go out the cup early every year. So that's dropping. As if we do the same again next year, it, does it really matter? I don't know. But I'm just looking at previous teams like Wolves. They dropped off. You've seen their drop off since they've had Europe the other year. They've done, they done cracking there, but you can see there is a drop off from the Thursday Sundays. It just isn't the same intensity. I think Arsenal the same. Yeah, I, I think that's got to be expected, especially with our squad size. Um, but yeah, it really needs to be managed well this summer in who they bring in and the vital positions because the squad is going to be tested, not just the firsts. The squad is going to be tested. Even the youth need to be brought through correctly because I think they're all going to have a part to play and that's what our European season's about. I think, as you say, it presents so many opportunities for uh, the younger players in the club. So you're looking at your, your Mipo, the Beckos, um, kind of Coventry players like that, who have been on the fringes for a while now. Both played one or two games between them, if anything, really. Jamal Baptiste is the one that springs to mind. So there's some players there that, as you say, if we if we get some European sides who Moisey fancies it against, you think, OK, this would be an all right game to sort of bring them in then we, we could well see that next year. I mean, I'm, I'm not expecting any cup runs myself. I, obviously, the main interest for us next year is Europe. And as you say, it depends who we bring in as well. We'll get on to the transfer stuff in a minute because there is one man I want to get your opinion on. Um, before we get on to that, though, let's just have a quick recap on the whole season, all right? Just to sum it all up for you nicely here, put a little bow on it. Europa League qualification, our highest finish since 1999, our most points in the Premier League season, our best ever goal difference in a Premier League season, finished above Arsenal and Spurs for the first time. If that ain't a cracking season, I don't know what it is. How good's Moisey been, mate? He's just completely changed the club. Well, I mean, he's been class. We've got to sort his contract out, give him what he wants, give him the tools as well for next year to build on what he's already done. Because you've got to respect the man at the end of the day. It's the... I'd, I take it almost personally if I was more it's disrespectful if they don't appreciate what he's done and started the foundations of what he can build there. And he surely, if we're ever going to back anyone in that stage, and we've prom- made so many promises from the board about how we're going to be a European side, now is the time to put your money where your mouth is. This is it. This transfer window for me. We've been, like we said, we've been lied to, we've been ads. But this is the time. You know what? You've got a good manager here. You've got a good base squad of players. You know, a few more additions. That can be a real side, yeah? I don't want this to be the end of something. I want this to be the start of something. So for the first time ever, West Ham have had a player nominated for player of the season, young player of the season, goal of the season and manager of the season. Manager of the season, you know, obviously can work that one out. He deserves it, Moisey. Like, I think he's up there with Bielsa, Guardiola and Tuchel were all up there with a shout as well, I think, which is fair enough. Brendan Rodgers, I believe, is also in the mix. Um, I think Bielsa has done just as good a job as Moisey, if not better. So it could go down between those two. But I think all of these awards are voted for on, online by the fans anyway. So, yeah, it depends who really wants it. Um, player of the season, Thomas Suchek's in the hat, which is great to see. No mention of Vladimir Sufal, so I guess that indicates who might get hammer of the year. But Declan Rice is in there for Young Player of the Year, which I think is really good as well. He's in there with the likes of Bukayo Saka, Phil Foden, Mason Mount, his best mate. So he'll have it tough if he's going to win that award. 
And the last point I want to make sure is the goal of the season. So there's been some belters this year. As I mentioned, we have got a name in the hat. We've actually got three players nominated. Uh, so you've got Jesse Lingard's solo goal against Wolves, which I think was arguably my favourite. A cracking goal. Yeah. yeah, absolute filth, as you say. Sebastian Heller's over a kick. Audacious. Audacious, okay. That's what you think of that one. And uh, lastly, you've got Manuel Lanzini's screamer. Had he not scored that, Spurs would have finished above West Ham on goal difference. What do you think of that? Iconic, mate. As the, at the time of recording this, Jim, we've got about 20 minutes to England kickoff um, facing Austria in a friendly before the Euros. Uh, Declan Rice in the lineup. Jesse Lingard's also playing, um, despite not making the 26 man squad. I just want to hear what you think. All right. So you're looking at the whole squad there who is picked, which I'm not going to lie, there's, there's a lot going on in the media where people are slating him for his selections. I don't think it's a bad squad. I think picking the four right backs, he's obviously not going to play all four of them. Like he's he's leaving himself open for a back five or a back four. He's got players that Trippier can play in both. You know, I just think the whole thing's quite annoying to be honest with you. Let's just say, based out of the squad that I'm, I think you're still looking at now. You're looking at the squad, yeah. So pick your eleven out of that squad, and I'll do the same afterwards. Well, in goal, I'm going Pickford. What's your formation? If you this is your pick, not what he would say. This is I'm playing pick. four at the back. I'm playing four at the back. And you go Pickford in goal. I'm going Pickford in goal. Right. Um, for me, Dean Henderson, he hasn't nailed the United. I mean, Sam Johnson isn't in contention for me, but Dean Henderson, he hasn't nailed on um, United number one. I think he's still battling for that. I think when he has come in, there has been a few mistakes. And I think at these international tournaments, it's not the time to try a goalkeeper out. I hope that, I really do hope he comes on next year, takes the number one spot and gets all the experience he needs before he goes into a tournament. This could be Pickford last tournament, but for me, I think he starts. I'd go with experience and yeah, I'd go with him to start. Yep. Now, right back, this is the hardest one to pick because honestly... You've asked me the first game and I'll be tempted to go Carl Walker just because of his defensive qualities. And I know Croatia are actually going to be a tough game and I do respect the opposition. I do think Trent's best going forward. I think Reese James is probably your best all-rounder, but I'm tempted to go Carl Walker or Reese James. I'm not, to be (laughs) honest. Pick one. I don't think Trent's... I think Trent's on the bench for me, if I'm being honest. And Trippier, I just haven't seen enough of to pick him. Right, okay. But I'm going to be conservative and pick Carl Walker. Right, you said back four, didn't you? So who's the rest? So I think the centre-backs pick themselves. We know this. Harry Maguire and John Stones. Yep. If Maguire isn't fit, we we guaranteed them play it back three. So I think he's a really important player for us. Yeah. Um, and we're really short at the back because I'm looking at Mings. I'm looking at Cody. I'm not really feeling them. Maybe Carl Walker slips into the back, but mm-hmm. that's looking... I, I really hope Harry Maguire comes back fit. And then finally, I'm going Luke Shaw, uh, left back. I think he's had a great end to the season. I think he's one of the best progressive passers at United. I think he's only better by Bruno in that. 
and he's looked better at the back and he's really improved. I mean, Chilwell, again, this can change. This can change for yeah, me. Yeah. I think it's that tight. Yeah. But for this tournament, I'm going Luke Shaw. Okay. Uh, right. 4-4-2, four, four, so, you said. 4-4-2. Four, four, uh, four three three, I think. Four three. All right, so you're three centre mids then, or three midfielders. Well, the first name on the team sheet is Mr. Declan Rice. I think we all know that. Self-explanatory, mate. Self-explanatory. If you want to give him the armband now, Kane. There we go. Who's um, next to him, Jim? For me, Jordan Henson isn't going to be fit. I picked this team two months ago, three months ago, and it was Jordan Henson next to him. Yep. Um, he's not going to be fit, so. For me, it's a straight shootout between Phillips and Jude Bellingham. And you know what? I'm going to go with Bellingham. Hey, think Jude. He's great. Like think he's great. think he's a great young player. I think we're going to have to take a few risks because we're yeah. that lot in centre mid. I love that. I think he has that X factor. And I'm not entirely happy with it. I would prefer Henderson in there. Mm-hmm. But I think he has to play. And I want him holding it with... Rice. So I'm going for Mr. Chelsea, player of the season, Mason Mount. I think he's been superb. Maybe had the best season out of the whole squad. Contentious, I know, but he just seems so solid. Works his fucking socks off. And I'm going to need that, let's be honest, with Benham and Rice. You know, we like defending, so we're going to need work, right? And we need legs. So he's, he's really important to the team now. Front three. Front three. Again, this has changed. This has changed for me recently. I've I had Grealish in for a lot of the season, but due to injury, Foden's just played himself into that left wing slot. And the fact oh, that we've yeah. seen Pep, the fact that we've seen Pep, uh, it sort of seems like a distant memory where we weren't even Foden was either there for Mount or or him, and Grealish was a nailed on player. But with the injury and the fact that he's kept Raheem out of the team, Foden's now done as well. And he can play left wing. That's where Pep prefers him. So left wing, now on Phil Foden. Yeah, right wing. Right wing. Right, this is where I don't know where to go. I'm not playing Grealish out there. I'm not. Can I make a suggestion? Sancho or Sterling? Do you want to make a suggestion? Yeah. I feel that if you're playing Jude... I think Sancho is the natural fit. Again, I think I've only read the stats, seen a few highlights of Sancho. I know if Gareth is saying he's playing informed players, it's Sancho. Mm-hmm. He's had a cracking back after the season. I would like to play it safe because I know what I'm getting with Raheem. Mm-hmm. But I think we've just got so much more youth and it'd just be exciting to see Mount, Foden and Sancho surrounding Kane. And of course, Kane's the main man. We don't even yeah, need to yeah, discuss yeah. that one. Okay. Um, but yeah, Sancho, Mount, Foden. It it sounds exciting. I think we'd score goals. Whether we get exposed at the back, that's why I'm sort of being conservative with Carl Walker. But I think that is the best team to face Croatia at the Euros. Okay, I'm going to go with mine. Uh, see if we have any differences. I'm sure we will. Um, who have you got in goal? Look, for a long time, I've been uh, Team Henderson. Um, purely because of what Roy Keane said a few months back, and I fully agree with, you're never winning anything with Pickford in goal. Now, I actually think that Pickford's not been that bad this season, despite Everton. He's had a couple of injuries. Um, 
but it's that tournament experience that we keep going back to. And he's never made a mistake for England. That's the thing. Like he, he has never cocked up for his country. He's made a few howlers uh, forever, and let's not get it wrong, but he has never let Southgate down. So for that reason in itself, I'm going to go with Pickford. And why I'd agree with this, yeah. We know Rob Green. We know that story. We had, he was the best shot stopper yeah. in the league. And one mistake, he looked shaky. You got David James. Maybe not as rated as highly, old Calamity James, <laughs> but he's got that experience and he was better. He was mm. better in the tournament. So I think Pickford has to play. I know that's contentious as well. And I hope Henderson cracks on, but yeah. Yeah, look, don't get me wrong. I agree. I think Pickford plays this tournament, but I don't want him in the, I don't want him at the World Cup. I want, I want Henderson in goal or, you know, if if another keeper's going to come out of nowhere and just suddenly take that shirt. So look, Pickford's starting. I'm not happy about it. I'm really not, but can't do much about that. I've got the exact same back four as you, so I'll save a bit of time there. Um, Walker and Stones for that City link up. I think Walker is the best all round right back we've got at the minute. To be honest with you, I think he's had a really good season as well. Reese James is emerging though. Like I won't lie, he he is really coming out of nowhere. He's looking like a good player. Uh, looking like a really good defender as well, actually, which I can't say about Trent. Trippier, I love. like Especially the fact that he's not a Spurs anymore and he's just gone and won the league with, with Atletico. But I love him for obviously what he did at the World Cup in 2018. But he wish... knows how to score against Croatia. And I wish I could play him, but I just can't. So we've got Stones and Walker linking up on the right-hand side of the defence. Maguire and Shaw. Uh, no questions asked whatsoever for me. Um, I'm actually quite impressed with Chilwell, though. Like, he's... Um, I don't particularly like him because I don't think he's a very likable character, which I don't think is a bad thing to admit. I just think about him and don't like maybe he plays with Chelsea, but you know, you can't deny that he's actually a very good fullback and he gets into good attacking positions and he has actually had a very good season. Obviously they've won the Champions League now, but you know, he has been good this year and it's it's a shame for him that Luke Shaw has been so good, but Luke Shaw has to start for me. I'm gonna go for a four, two, three, one. Um, and if it were down to me, I'll obviously go with Rice. I'd put Henderson in there as well. Um, but I just want to say I really like the selection of Jude Bellingham because uh, I've watched a few games of him this season and he looks like the, he looks like a top player. I saw something. Um, what's is it? Is it a number twenty-two shirt that he wears? He got retired at Birmingham. Yeah, they don't they don't see him as a number ten or a number eight or a number four, like because he can do all of the positions. So. They gave him the number 22 because all of those added up together. I think he's a top player. I think by the time we have a next competition, you probably will be starting with Declan Rice in there. Um, but Henderson, for me, with the experience, he's a real leader in that team. Uh, front three, now this is also interesting. Obviously, Kane's up top. No questions asked. I agree with that. Um, Phil Foden has to play for me. He is the golden boy. He's a generational talent. He is world-class. And he will go on to be one of the best players in the world. Big statements to make, but I think he's that good. He's absolutely incredible. I don't think you can really justify playing Rashford or Sterling at the minute. Sterling's being kept out of the City side by Phil Foden and Riyad Mahrez. I just don't think he's, you know, going into the last tournament, Sterling was shit up. I don't think he's that sort of player at the moment. He obviously can reach that potential again, but for me, he doesn't play at the minute. Um, Mason Mount has to play. For me, um, I completely agree with you. So I'd go Mount at the top of a midfield three um, with Henderson and Rice behind him. Foden on one side. And for me, it's got to be Jaden Sancho. Uh, you mentioned that he's had a good back end to the season. Mate, he's been brilliant. 
He's been so good since coming back from injury. They were really struggling this year without him. And he's come back and they've won the, uh, the German Cup and they've managed to qualify for the Champions League. He's been brilliant and he has to start. I don't think Gareth's going to agree with that. I think that's more or less the same team, isn't it? I think we've pretty much picked the same 11 out of that squad. Jude and Henderson. Yeah, which, I mean, that, that could go either way for me. But I just like the thought of having um, Harry Kane, Declan Rice, Jordan Henderson, Harry Maguire, all captains for their clubs in the spine of that team. I just think that's a, that's a good, strong foundation. And you've got the young players around it. You've got your mounts, Sancho, Foden, as you said. Um, your fullbacks that are going to bomb on. I just think it's a good team. Mate, I think with that team, we, we could have we could be in the good shot of getting out of the group. <laughs> Look, you know me, mate. I'm one of the biggest England fans going, and I'm I'm I sum up England fans in the sense that I lose my head every time we get to a competition, and I feel like we're going to win the whole thing. I I know I always do that. You're very much reserved, and you look at it in a much more um, well, much more mature way than me. I'll put it that way. Where can you see us coming in this tournament? Do you think? I know there's a that's a big question to ask. But Gareth think- came out today and he said um, anything but the semis would be considered a failure. I feel like he thinks it's a home tournament to some degree because later stages are going to be played uh, in England. I think you've got to take it in context. We look out for other big teams because we're scared of them. I mean, we're always looking to see, oh, when are we going to play France? When will we play Portugal? Because... We know they've got the edge and I don't feel like they go into the same tournaments with the same fear mm. that we have. And I think it's important if you... I've already looked at the 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 tree, the tournament tree. If we win the group, we go and play someone from the group of death, which is Portugal, France, Germany, Hungary. And I, the sad thing is, I'd back us to top our group against Croatia, Czech Republic and Scotland. But then to, it, we'll have to beat France, Germany or Portugal in around the 16. Can you see that happening, Wood? Depends who we get. I can see us beating the Germans because... <laughs> <laughs> I can see us beating the Germans purely because... Me and you went over this a few weeks ago, actually. Um, I think we've got a better team in Germany. We'll go into this in another episode. France is a toughie. Benzema really changes things. And Portugal have got a golden generation as well, really. Let's not kid ourselves. That They're looking good at the minute. I think it's a great question and it's one that I might have to answer next week, to be fair, mate, because we've got a couple of minutes till this England game kicks off. We can cover Oh, yeah, we can do week. a little Euro preview next week and then really deep dive into it. Yeah, I think that's a great shout, mate. Um, well, on that, we'll wrap up for this week here then, I think. It's been a great chat. It's been nice to review West Ham and in many ways, it's been nice to have the season put to bed to know we've got Europe in the bag for next year. It's been a stressful few months. We've actually done it. Uh, can't wait to follow the boys around Europe um, and also we've got the Euros to look forward to so we'll be back within the next week or two with a little preview before the tournament we might even do a couple of episodes during the tournament just to see how we go with it Jim any last words mate before we go this week mate I never thought I'd say this get me back to the London stadium mate I want to be there I want to see the boys again go on you guys